Hello and welcome to the NCETM podcast. I'm Gwen Trezida, Communications Manager at NCETM, and today I'm talking to Laurie Luscombe, who is a secondary teacher in Oldham. Morning. Thanks for having us, Gwen. <laughs> That's okay. It's lovely to talk to you. We're recording this podcast on Tuesday, May the 12th, embarking on week eight of school closures in England due to coronavirus. This week, the government has begun to ease lockdown restrictions, and we're all trying to work out what that means for us personally, as well as what that means for our schools and children. So I'm recording a few interviews this week with teachers, four teachers. We're trying to give a picture of how different schools are managing remote learning and how they're beginning to respond to the news that schools may reopen for some children as early as June. There's little in the way of relevant research or experience to guide teachers through this, these difficult times. So we're hoping that sharing practice might give listeners ideas to help them reflect on their own situations, remembering, of course, that we're all feeling our way through this complicated new landscape and no one has all the answers. I wonder if you'd like to start us off by talking about what your day looks like now, which must be very different to how it looked a few weeks ago. Yeah, um, same same as it is for everyone. I imagine very different, um, even just um, location wise. I'm sure others have had the same thing where I mean, today I'm in the kitchen, for example. It is different day to day. I, I actually thought when this kind of began, I thought I would um, be better, if you like, at, at sticking to my my usual routine. I thought the kind of structure of the school day would um, would would help in this kind of situation. And in reality, that's not quite been how, how it's ended up um, turning out. So I, I've found that um, I like to plan. I suppose what you would have called in the past and maybe still would call it a medium term plan. I quite like to, to kind of sit down and, and get my head around the, the real next big block of work and, and how that that's going to run in, in terms of order. Um, and once I can see it all in front of me, I can then tinker with it and, and try and make the progression smooth. So in light of that, I've kind of ended up planning quite a lot in, in, in bulk, if you like. And sometimes that takes up uh, quite a large period of time. Uh, and the next day may well be tinkering with it. It may be um, a team meeting on online. It could be responding to feedback from students. It might just be, as it, as it often has been, a complete scrap or, or an overhaul of the plan when information's come out or, or the, the, the school plan has, has changed in terms of how, how the staff's going to, going to operate. How much are you in touch with your colleagues? Yeah, we, we've sorted out a, a kind of regular weekly meeting, um, which kind of without fail, we'll, we'll meet for that. I think we try to, to make it around an hour um, and, it, and that actually fits in. Um, that is somewhere where the school structures is stuck for me because we stick to that um, at the same timings as we would do if, if we were in school anyway. So, so that'll be after the bell, if you like, at the end of the day. Um, mm. And that actually works on on another level as well, because if anyone is in school, um, you know, if they've been called in, you know, they, they can't just do a meeting in the middle of the day online because they've got students in front of them. So um, that's worked on that that front as well. I think with math, most maths departments, they tend to be quite big anyway. So, you know, we must be up to at least uh, size 14. We have those once a week, but there may well be others. Um, and I mean, even this morning, uh, for example, you know, I got no sort of trouble getting up early. So I actually reorganised my day a bit today to, to have a, a kind of early morning meeting at, at half seven um, with a colleague where we were kind of discussing plans, you know, for next for next year. I suppose that's one of the one of the positives, I suppose, that has come out of it is that, you know, normally I wouldn't be able to or I wouldn't have dreamt of having a meeting at half seven, you know, um, and, and there was no bell to interrupt us, that kind of thing. It was we were able just to kind of talk it out 
um, and finish sort of w- whenever suited. And have you um, have you got many kids in school? No, in, in short. Um, I think we've had as, as few as three perhaps one day and right. um, I know we've been to kind of 10 more recently and maybe maybe more so it does it does vary and and we just don't know do we we don't know what's going to happen over time. Okay so just uh, can you just sort of talk us through um, the process that your department went through in deciding how on earth you were suddenly going to move everything that you do to um, something remote that you could supply kids with to do at home how did that work it was a kind of frantic few days where we had to come up with a, a plan that we could we could uh, roll out in in the indefinite future really in the, in the coming weeks so it was just ensuring that we had one consistent place um where the students could go to access the work right so for us that was um the, the kind of the usual virtual learning environment that the students normally receive that their homeworks uh, set on um, and kind of school updates and the like. So, we, and is that we, a school-wide one or is that a maths one? School-wide with, right, with individuals okay. within that, yeah. So we just made sure, um, as a kind of a blanket rule, everything you set, even if it happens to use, uh, you know, outside resources or, or websites or whatever it may be, you know, please set it on this one um, or in this one location so that the students, you know, have got a consistent message of where to look. That was the kind of first thing. And then we kind of realised that keeping it simple and keeping it, like I say, consistent. Well, in terms of my anecdotal experience, that, that's been the way in which we've had the most input from students. It's the way we've got most back from them um, and, ha- and had the sort of fewest issues. Um, and it's changed, you know, because, like I say, at times, you know, different information's come out. We, we've moved from our initial plan, which was... Uh, naturally, I suppose, for everybody's teacher to set their own lessons for their own classes. We, we've uh, switched, actually, um, and now do it where we plan, um, you know, you might plan for the top sets in year seven, for example, uh, and you might take up someone else's classes. Um, and in that way, we've kind of almost, it's almost like, this, you know, we still operate a, a set a um system, but it's almost merged that a little bit because of the situation. Right. So... Um, yeah, so so a lot of our staff now will be setting work for classes that aren't necessarily just their own. They might be combined with other classes. For us, it seems to have just worked a, a little bit better. It's just eased the responsibility and it's almost helped with the cohesion. I think it has anyway. I think it's helped with the cohesion because having the responsibility for, for somebody else's class has meant that you, you feel like you want to keep in touch and keep the other teacher in the loop. And what's the engagement been like from the students? Are you getting... Do, are you getting feedback from them and a sense of how they're doing with it? Uh, hit and miss, <laughs> as right. it is everywhere. I think, um, yeah, like I say, when it's been consistent um, and it's a similar sort of approach that we've delivered, you know, across the board, naturally, I think, we, you know, we've had better returns, if, if you like, in terms of participation and feedback. Um, it seems to me that when we when we shift it and change it, which we kind of can't help, you know, in some situations. But when we when we do that, you know, it takes a while for the, the students to be adjusted. And you can imagine some of the more vulnerable year seven students, for example, all of a sudden the, the, the teacher that they know is, is no longer the one who's setting the lessons. So definitely swings and roundabouts. Um, and, and we have had sort of mixed engagement. I certainly won't. I won't sit here and say that we've had every student on board, you know, doing every single piece of work, um, even just with 
we, we set some work with form, our form groups. Um, and you know, half, half the kids didn't respond and I, I ended up on the phone to, to a few of them. Um, and, and, and we had one student who, you know, he locked himself in the, in the toilet for 10 minutes and I was, you know, I was on hold whilst the parents, uh, whilst the parents were trying to sort of coerce him out to, to have a chat with me. Um, and eventually, you know, eventually we had a, we had a chat that was, I don't know, 45 minutes long or something. And I, I was thinking, you know, a partner only gets three minutes in an evening to find out what, what I should buy for the, that evening's meal. So <laughs> I think much like it is with us, you know, as adults, it's a mixture from the phone calls I made. Some are getting on absolutely fine. Um, they've got a brilliant routine where they wake up and, and some students are just finding it easier than ever because it, it suits them. Um, whereas others, you know, are locking themselves in bathrooms and, and we've tried to, our best to take a, a kind of a reasonable approach. We're asking and demanding from the students, um, and, and also sort of encouragement as well as that, because I think initially we set a little bit too much and the feedback was actually the students aren't, aren't coping. You know, the feedback from the parents was it's too much. It's all starting to pile up. So, so we certainly reduced what. We're delivering to make it more man- manageable and i think that's that's helped so can you can you talk me through exactly how you are setting work um you know whether it's videos or whether it's worksheets or how what is it at the students are actually doing an example i suppose of my typical lessons has, has been nothing fancy uh, really i've tried to um set something like corbett maths um videos online which I tend not to really use for homework. So it has felt, I know in one of the previous podcasts, I think the guest sort of mentioned that actually the videos were quite similar to what they used as homework. So it didn't feel um, very different. It didn't feel like a lesson. Um, mm-hmm. In contrast, and I suppose it is, you know, specific to each school's circumstances for us or for my classes, you know, that did feel a bit different, I think. Um, and it, it was just something with all the internet and technological issues you know, it kept it simple. There was a video to watch, um, followed by, I'd, I'd link to one of the um, worksheets that matched the video. But we wouldn't say, we wouldn't demand every single question. Like like I said earlier, the, the workload just became too much. So a simple example of a lesson would be a, a Corbett Mass video. Um, I'd hand select some questions from, from the appropriate worksheet. And I could say, you know, they can do more if they want. But here are the ones that we were asking you to have a look at. Um, and that way I can kind of ensure that it's not tedious repetition. There's enough of a variety. I can still get in a bit of problem solving um, without it being excessive. Um, and then every sort of now and then we'll ask for, you know, not every question, but uh, a selection or one specific question, perhaps if it's a bigger one um, that we ask to be sent back. We've looked into quite a, um, a lot of various kind of technology based things and, and of course the, one of the brilliant things but also one of the, the sort of not so helpful things is that there is so much out there mm-hmm. we know this it's just you know it, you're getting sort of hit every single week with with new ideas and new things that come along and it's it's really tempting to try all of them and we, we've picked you know cherry picked some of them and, and given them sort of little test runs and and it's just small things that you find along the way you know it can be as simple as I mean, I know we like to think that we're a bit special in maths, but, you know, we often do say that maths is a bit different to a lot of the other subjects. And so it can be something simple that could work in other subjects. But, you know, by the nature of mathematics and the fact that you really you need to sort of write the, the symbols and you need to write the operations and you want to work you know, down the page, not across all of these things. 
don't always lend themselves to, um, you know, some software that perhaps has been designed for, for the, you know, the written prose. Are you getting a sense of what the students are, their sort of, um, I suppose their home life and how they're just managing being at home all the time and that sort of thing? It's, it sounds like you've got a bit of an impression from your, from your year seven lad hiding in the toilet, but is, are you getting much impression from others? Do you know, I think um, I was, I was, I was, honestly, I was pleasantly surprised um, when you hear about some of the, you know, some of the things, you know, I think I think I would recommend, you know, if you haven't done any, I'd say, yeah, get on the phone. Don't spend your whole day. But just even if you call a few, it's 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 a it's nice to, to kind of get in touch with them and b you know, in answer to your question, you do you hear a bit of the stuff that, that they're up to lava lamps that they were making and, you know, crazy exercise challenges that they're up to and stuff and and once you get them started you know they just want to tell you everything so but it was quite nice really and, and it kind of just it took away from all the pressures and all the kind of the work focused um conversations for a moment and sort of when you return to that they were just really happy to talk about what they've been up to work-wise and and by and large you know a lot of them have got really nice routines um sorted now and you know credit to the parents and things um they were really appreciative really appreciative and i think they understood that you know you want to call up because there might be some students who who are struggling and you know thankfully the the only sort of big issue like i say was the one who was who was just reluctant to go onto the phone which is you know understandable at that age okay so um i'm just thinking about schools reopening now and the announcement we've just had which i suppose was no great surprise in the end with all the leaks but um I wonder how that's changed your thinking and have your department started talking about reopening school this week and, and what's the thinking about reopening now and then and then how on earth we get things are going to be managed in September when hopefully everybody will be back. Our interpretation currently is, you know, we're going to have to get our, our skates on in terms of how this really does look uh, logistically and how we set up the infrastructure to, to make this work. Um, you know, things like certainly you'd expect sort of one-way systems and corridors. I think it's just exciting. I think um, it, it's, it's going to be hard to plan because it is slightly planning for the unknown. But the, the, the good thing is, you know, in departments where people have worked together and know each other, then we know the content that we want to deliver. I don't think that's going to change much. Um, you know, you might not be able to go over to a student and work sort of side by side with them, but the sort of the typical model of, teacher sort of towards the front of the classroom and um not necessarily lecturing i think most of the the teaching styles you know be it um investigative work be it some kind of problem solving task or just you know your more traditional chalk and talk i think i can't really see much of that being affected it'll just be you know your group work and obviously having the class as a whole um who knows what will happen in terms of handing you know bits of paper across to each other which have been touched who knows I don't know. I think you've got to see it as exciting. It's, it's, you know, it's a worrying time and everything for, for everyone. Um, but we can't always just be sort of down in the dumps about it. I think, you know, teachers are, that I've spoken to are really keen to get back into the classroom and restore a bit of normality. So almost bring it on. Yeah, it'd be really exciting. And listen, apart from anything else, how often do teachers moan about, you know, class sizes, despite, <laughs> you know, the, the disappointing lack of evidence that always seems to actually uh, go hand in hand with that. <laughs> now's, now's the one chance that they'll, they'll actually have to have a small class size and see whether it works. So there you go. See it as a, I don't know, an experiment, a, a, a positive. Right. Well, thanks very much, Laurie. It's been really, really interesting talking to you.
Um, and it's been great finding out how your department's managing setting work and thinking about the future. And I think that's really helpful. And I hope some of our listeners will will help with their thinking about their own practice. And thank you also to the listeners. We'll keep recording these podcasts to help reflect the new and rapidly changing situation. So please do subscribe and let us know what you think as well. We're on Twitter or you can email us on info at ncetm.org.uk. So until next time, stay safe and look after yourselves. Goodbye.